The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora and welcome to First. My name's Jane Yee and each week I'll be talking to a different guest about some of their significant firsts. We've got comedians, actors, musicians, politicians and a whole lot more. Go and subscribe so you don't miss an episode and we're going to kick things off with musician Finn Andrews. Can you tell me, Finn, what was the first music instrument you ever picked up and played? Uh, I think it was just it was just a guitar. I don't think I'd really touched anything before that. Yeah. And when did you realise you could sing? Well, that's been an uphill struggle, to say the least. I was the only one who said I would sing in my garage band when I was like 13, but I had a, a very unpleasant voice, very nasal, and it's just been a battle ever since to sort of turn it into something halfway decent. But there was certainly no natural proclivity for it whatsoever. I saw you performing in the Rockquest regional final. No, you didn't. I did. Oh. Was that your first Rockquest? Yes. Can you tell us what happened? We did well in the regional heats, and then we went through to the final, and um, they let you have like a guitar tech. What were we? 15, something like that. But we we're also really pretentious, so the song had like all of these different guitar tunings, all these really sort of needlessly eccentric guitar tunings. Uh, so we gave the guitars to this guitar tech, just thinking we were like the coolest. And he was like a year older than us or something. So, needless to say, just fucked it up completely. So, we just went on stage and everything was out of tune. But rather than do the, you know, the sensible thing and just sort of take a minute, retune, compose ourselves. We just decided to uh, plough on through it. It was a really unpleasant moment <laughs> in my young life. That was a, a turning point, though. Um, we came off stage so dejected. And I remember uh, one of the judges was King Capizzi, and he wrote something very nice, something along the lines of, shit happens. You've got a nice voice. I have a memory that you guys, like, stormed off stage. Oh, probably. <laughs> it's probably my most vivid memory of a rock question. It was oh. nothing to do with the song being out of tune and just all to do with, like, the rock and roll. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad it's been remembered in that way. When was the first time you heard your music on the radio? Ah, it would have been in London somewhere, in a car. It was good. It was quite uh, actually cliche band moment. It was good. We were all like, hey, turn it up, man. Hey. Always seems to be in a car. I know. What's up with that? What's the first thing you'd say from your house in an emergency? If you're being evacuated, what would you grab? Oh, uh, well, I know this. I uh, got this guitar a couple of years ago, and I love it so much in quite a complicated way. We had a friend who house sat for us while we were away, and I said to him, he had a baby there as well, so I said, baby first, then the guitar, if the house burns down. Baby in one arm, guitar in the other, you <laughs> yeah. know, you've got two arms, yeah. it's fine, you can get them both. I love it. It has this smell, it's like made of rosewood of a church door somewhere in southern Spain. Whenever you open it, it just smells amazing. Tell me about your first time living abroad. Well, that was straight to London when I was 17. Yeah, scary as fuck. I don't really relate to the person that did that now. 
was very confident or stupid, I don't know, reckless. I hadn't finished high school. I just sort of turned up and hoped for the best. It was weird. Everyone was here having a nice time. Everyone I grew up with was having parties and going to university and stuff. It was odd. It's odd being in a little bed set in London on my own. It's wild. It's so young, right? Yeah, it's really, really stupidly young, yeah. What's the first tape or CD or record that you bought? Uh, the first CD was uh, the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Still holds up. Though it's also quite strange. It's a really ragtag bunch of things that they've thrown together, ever clear into Radiohead. I don't know. It's weird. It shouldn't work, but it really does. What is the first toy you ever begged for? Were there any fads that you got into as a kid? Oh, fuck yeah, I was, yeah, I loved all that. I was super into um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I had like Who Framed Roger Rabbit trading cards as well. Your first favourite website? Oh, I wish I could remember its name. It's so great. There was this guy who made um, like, like this sort of organism that you could kind of click on and a bit of it would sort of move away. It was the first time, you know, you've sort of seen like the internet used in that kind of way or it wasn't just to sort of find something out or chat to someone or something or an email. It was just like, here's just this weird sort of little um, digital creature that you can sort of prod. <laughs> What's the first dollar you ever made from music? Oh, it's partial to a bit of the old busking back in the day outside Countdown. Yeah, I guess that was saving up for, for ciggies. <laughs> Yuck. Who was your first musical hero? Well, without a doubt, Diana Ross. First show, my mum uh, was a chef for Artists on the Road for quite a while. She cooked for Miss Ross for a spell. And so I got brought along to her show at Wembley Stadium when I was, I think, seven. It was mind blowing, <laughs> mind expanding. So I just loved the shit out of her. She ticks off a few of the first, I'd say first show, first uh, like celebrity crush, first person I wanted to be like. She had this sort of um, fragility, this sort of, there's a sort of bruised quality to her voice or something, singing, while singing these kind of, you know, pop bangers. There was this sort of wounded quality to her. I remember really sort of attaching to as a kid as well. Sort of, yeah, and then she was on the Muppets, and so that was it. <laughs> Love forever. Did you have any understanding as a child being in that very privileged position to be so close to such an amazing artist? Were mm. you aware that that's not what every kid gets to do? Not really. I mean, I had a strange upbringing in that way. I think it was why I was a little resistant to ever being involved in music in the first place. It was sort of, there was a lot of it around as a kid. You know, that was a, a lovely example of it. But there are other instances where it felt like this kind of complicated, strange presence around me in my younger life. Lots of sort of weird, malnourished musicians all doing weird things. And, you know, thinking at the time, who would want to be involved with something like that? And then uh, <laughs> you sort of hit my teens and um, couldn't think of anything better. You've been listening to First, brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network and Hexwork Production. If you'd like to watch our video series of First, visit the Spin-Off TV on YouTube. Also, make sure you subscribe to this series wherever you get your podcasts so you get new episodes as soon as they're released. First was made with the support of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora e te iwi, te Butler here, Podcast Manager at the Spin-Off. 
If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.